and yet another episode of Front Porch Anarchast, broadcasting to you tonight from the Gray Homestead here in the heart of the Ozarks, southwestern Missouri. It is Jan July 3rd, just hours before July 4th. Made some observations the last couple of days and just had to talk about them a little bit. Uh, kind of culminated today. So, I'd like to get into that. First up, try to pay some bills here. Um, still cutting decals. Got a couple of those. Um, got some pretty decent little... Um, three by five inch decals, uh, window decals for vehicles. Actually, you can stick them on anything, almost anything. They stick really well on stainless steel tumblers too. Glass, they'll stick on car paint. And the, uh, the oval stickers are, are the ones like you would see with the 26.2 or the 13.1 for running marathons. Marathon runners will put those on their uh, vehicles. And this is the same design but I've put um, put my own little twist on there. I've got one that says nine millimeter. Got one that uh, I have one that says uh, seven point six two. One that says five point five six, and one of my favorites is the twenty four slash seven. And I'll let you try to figure out what the twenty four slash seven is all about. And I posted in a gun group. Asking if people would put these on their cars, and I, I got mostly the the responses that I received were in the negative. You know, I can see why you might not want to put the uh, the nine millimeter or the seven point six two or the five five six on your vehicle. Kind of. I mean, some people they like to think that um, that that's going to uh, cause you some trouble, maybe some car break-ins. I'm not really sure, but, you know, I also carry, and I don't really care if, I mean, I carry outside my waistband, and sometimes there's a shirt over it, sometimes there's not, not really getting any, I have never had any problems over that. Um... You know, I talk on a cell phone all the time. Nobody's ever clobbered me over the head and tried to steal my cell phone or broke into my car because they saw that I had a cell phone. Once upon a time, for probably two or three years, I had a, a Beretta sticker on the back of my Mustang and nobody ever gave me any hassle over that. I mean, they never tried to break into the car. They did steal the center caps off of the off of the wheels, but that had nothing to do with breaking into the car. So... I can also customize those ovals, so if there's anything you want to put on the inside. Now, keep in mind, we cut these, right? So, it's a wide oval, and we cut out whatever design that you want on the inside. So, the the uh, 9mm is just 9, 9mm, and it's just cut out of that. So, when you stick it on your tinted window, you see the wide oval, and the 9mm part is in whatever color your tint is. So we're not um, we're not layering those or anything, and they'll last a long time. They'll last through um, through 
they're pretty tough and they don't fade so like a, like a color bumper sticker would all right so if you want anything if you want anything like that you're looking for something um, I mean we we do those pretty cheaply and actually what I'm thinking about doing is and I'll try this and see how well this works if you're interested in it and you you really want one message us front porch anarchast at gmail.com or you can reach us at the Facebook page front porch anarchast just message me I'll send you an address you send me a self-addressed self stamped envelope, and I'll send you this 3x5 um, oval decal, whatever you want on the inside, not copyrighted, um, for $1. So you send me self-addressed stamped envelope, donate a dollar to the cause, and I'll send you one of these decals. I think it's a pretty good deal. All right, that's out of the way. So, now that I brought up Facebook, let me just move, I'll just segue right on over to another announcement, and that announcement is, is that we've moved, we haven't moved, we've expanded to the, uh, the MeWe platform, M-E-W-E dot -E com, and not really sure what our link is there, uh, but you can go to MeWe and search Front Porch Anarchast. There's an H in there. And, yeah, we're going to be the first one on there. Or the first one up. I think they said that the last thing I looked at said that there's 4 million subscribers or users. So it's not a, it's not a huge platform. But if you think about 4 million people, I'm you know, you're talking half the size of New York or twice the size of Atlanta. Um, that's a pretty good population, and what I'm finding is is the people that have been banned from Facebook or had bad experiences on Facebook, they've moved on over there. So you get some pretty hardcore people there, and and in politics or or the freedom movement whatever however you want to look at it there's some pretty um there's some pretty outspoken people and evidently there's been some hardcore people that hardcore conservative people that, that were kicked off or had a bad experience on Facebook so they moved on over there's people on the left for whatever reason they had a bad experience i don't know if they just couldn't <laughs> couldn't handle people posting about Trump so they went over to MeWe and then you have the the people, the libertarian, um, the libertarian slash anarchists, and the, I would have really expected to find much harder core people than that there. But if I had to take a guess, I'd say that the people, the the anarchists slash voluntarists slash libertarians that have migrated to MeWe are probably more middle of the road, or they even lean a little bit toward you see I don't see anarchy as being on the left right spectrum but but if there is a left right spectrum among anarchists they're going to be on the left because there's they seem to be a more social um, socialism friendly communism friendly group so it's um it's an experience it's pretty user 
friendly. The, the controls are pretty intuitive and I like the part where it's pretty much uncensored. You can put anything you want to on there as long as it's not illegal and it's all uh, self-moderated. So I actually made a group for Front, front Porch Anarchist and I also have a um, my personal profile. I just I used Front Porch Anarchist as well. So come on over, check it out. Let me know that you've uh, that you've migrated over that way. It doesn't take very long to set up an account. You know, if you never use it again, well, that's that's fine. But I think you'll see that with a little bit of work, a little bit of effort on on your part, you can really make it a, a more pleasant experience probably than what Facebook is. And so far, I see what my contacts what they put on their. Um, their world, I think is what it's called instead of wall. I haven't noticed any, um, I haven't noticed MeWe filtering anything out so that I don't see it like with Facebook. But now with Facebook, you know, when you have three, four hundred friends and Facebook's trying to throw some ads in there, yeah, I, I, I can almost understand why Facebook pulls some things, doesn't show you some things that they think you won't be interested in. But I, I wish there was just a way where you could turn that off and just get everything. But at the same time, when you like 100 pages and you have three, four, five hundred friends, yeah, to see everything that everybody posts, that would be kind of tough. And then Facebook's going to throw the ads in there too. So, um, so maybe MeWe is a better place for us to go. I do also like that you can add... Um, when you're doing like your status update or when you're sharing a comment um, to your world, like posting on your page in Facebook, you can add voice, you can add video, you can even add files, which is really cool in my opinion. Um, Facebook doesn't let you do that. I mean, you know, if you want to write a blog post or something, you have to go into notes and it's, if they even do notes anymore, I'm not really sure on Facebook. So I kind of like it getting into that. And, uh, of course, the f the uh, Facebook page will still be there. And, um, and we'll keep that maintained. So for a while, at least, I'm going to try to mirror the two. If I post something on the Facebook page, then I would also do it on the MeWe page. We'll see how that, how that turns out. All right, so um, so getting back to the present here and um, and what's going on, it is like I said, July third. So summer set in here in southwestern Missouri. Every afternoon it rains. It comes a torrential downpour. Uh, that's been kind of rough on our garden last couple of weeks, but it is producing now. We are making some produce, and and uh, Jennifer's been putting it out on the front porch. We haven't had any takers yet but I also suspect that nobody's even noticed that we're doing this so I've been working on a sign for her and the sign should go up tomorrow signs should go up tomorrow along the road and pointing back toward the house so that people can see what's going on not really sure how much business we will have tomorrow since it will be um, since it is fourth what's commonly referred to as Independence Day. 
Um, so I mentioned earlier that um, that I've been making some observations, and while I was at work today, I really I ran into a really bad case of um, indoctrination, and I thought that was pretty uh, pretty ironic since this is supposedly Independence Day. I said that with quotes, air quotes, Independence Day. So, um, so I'm listening, I overhear two, um, millennial somethings, you know, they're probably like 20. I literally have cars, plural. They're older than these, um, young women. And, uh, actually I've got a dog that's half as old as, as these, um, women. And no, I did not just compare women to dogs. I'm just saying that, you know, they don't have a lot of life experience at this point. And there was, um, they, somebody made it, one of these young women made a comment about, about immigration. And, um, yeah, I found it kind of harsh. One of the women, and it was a woman that said this, that, and I'm kind of paraphrasing, I'm trying to get it as close to a quote as I can. I may have to try a couple of times. She said, she said, these people are more worried about a heartbeat at six weeks than they are about these people that are trying to cross the border. From the context of the conversation, she was saying that that a certain group of people, I'm thinking conservatives, want to keep people from killing babies, but at the same time, they don't want to take care of these people that are currently sitting in these uh, detention camps, supposedly, on the, on the southern border of the U.S. So when she said that, it made me, it made me realize, first of all, that here is a woman at 20 years old, I'm, I'm guessing, about 20, with no practical life experience, because as the conversation went on, all she had to talk about with this other person was school life, high school life, so she may have even been younger than 20, I'm not really sure. I'm thinking she doesn't have a lot of real life experience, and... And she's talking about killing babies, right? And I'm probably going to make some people mad that may be listening to this. But she was pretty callous just about, you know, killing babies in the context, in the total context there. Evidently, she was pretty much okay with it. Um... I had to bite my tongue since uh, it was not a setting where I should jump into the conversation. And, you know, if if I could have jumped into the conversation there, I would have just told her, hey, you know what? There's some people who who are worried about when life starts and who also don't agree with what's going on with illegal immigration, right? I think the whole thing is kind of silly. If people are free, they're free, right? Um, and if people are people, what does it matter if if this free person lives in one geographic area 
or if he lives in another geographic area, right? Why, why is this, why is this wall there? This, and I know it's not really a wall right now, but why is this imaginary wall there where these people don't have freedom to move and these people do have freedom to move? So I would have really liked to have just brought that up. And then I would have really liked to have asked her when she thinks that um, killing babies is okay. I, I think we would have had a very nice discussion about that. But, you know, we didn't, we weren't able to have that discussion. And, and it's just totally because of the setting that we were in. She did go on, on talking to somebody else. And as I mentioned, they talked about going to school high school and as they talked they spoke more and more about you know normal high school things clicks this and that and then they started talking about drug raids that went on in their school and government employees bringing in drug dogs and searching everybody's lockers and and this whole thing was was ironic because the pictures that were being shown on a TV at the time of this conversation of these immigrants who were being detained, if nobody had told me any differently, I would have thought they were inside a school. It the, This detention center looked just like a school. Uh, kind of amazing, actually. So th there was a lot of irony going on here. And it made me it made me really think that, you know, hey, this this young woman can't really be mad at her because she's been indoctrinated all of her twenty years. Right? The only thing she's known so far probably in her life, um, at least at least a good fifteen years of her life, is going to some kind of government school. And she's been indoctrinated to where To where seeing dogs in the going through her personal effects is okay. And, you know, it's, I find it just really disheartening that this is what it has come to. You know, when I was going to public school, that's, I only went to public school. I, I did go to college afterwards, but it's not like I went to private schools. Um, you know, I think maybe once or twice. The um, the principal may have targeted a certain locker, you know, for drugs or alcohol, uh, when it was pretty clear that that's what was going on. But I don't remember the drug dogs ever coming in and searching everybody. And uh, it just, she's talking about police were at the school every afternoon to make sure people didn't fight. I, it's, it seems to just be getting the younger people accustomed to the whole jail situation, the whole detention situation. And maybe the most ironic part of all is that this is this is all hitting me here on what is supposed to be Independence Day. Just some food for um, for thought there. I wanted to um Wanted to get that off my chest, and, and you know, I don't really know what the answer here is. Oh, you know, on my way home, I completely escaped my mind. 
on my way home, I was listening to some talk radio. I don't even know the guy's name. I'm not even sure that he's like a regular national guy. Um, never heard him before. And this is a station I listen to a lot. Um, but he was talking about nationalism, national pride, and how people people need to respect their country. It's like having it's like having respect for your parents. And man, if I could have just reached into that radio at that point, I would have probably violated the non-aggression principle because worshiping and a lot of people will take the get mad when I say that, but worshiping or idolizing a flag or government or, you know, thinking that there's some obligation that you have to do that, that's just crazy. It's indoctrination at the at the highest level. And, you know, I really hope my kids don't feel that way. I'm proud of some people in my life. I'm proud of some people I've met. I'm proud of what some people did that I've never even met. But I'm not obligated to be proud of the group as a whole. We all know there's bad apples in the in the bunch. We all know that, you know, government has made some pretty uh some pretty bad decisions and did some pretty bad things um that we know about and no telling what they've done that we don't know about. How how can I be proud about that? How can I be proud about a government who or that um that takes people's homes when they don't pay a tax bill or takes people's homes when they let their grass grow too long. And yeah, I mean, there I, I can point you to um, actual physical articles about that where that that kind of stuff happens. Why am I proud of that? I'm, I'm not proud of that. And, um, you know, I'm not going to go wipe my butt with an American flag just to piss a bunch of people off. But I'm also not going to bow to it. It it really makes no sense. I just don't get it. But that um, the talk show host he was he was just gushing about it, and he just he was actually counting the counting the hours until the Fourth of July, and he was all Thomas Jefferson this and Thomas Jefferson that, and saying that if you that there's only two kinds of people in the country, people who hate the U.S. and everything it stands for and all of the people who founded it. And the other type of person is a person who's all flag-waving, starry-eyed, teary, gets teary every time they hear the Star-Spangled Banner. And you know what? There's a lot of us right in between there. Um, I would say I'm somewhere in the middle. I think the people who founded this country, I think they thought they were doing the best that they could. And given the circumstances, yeah, you know what? They made some pretty they made some pretty radical changes, right? I get that. But at the same time, they also had slaves. I mean, how how radical how radical is not the right word how enlightened could they have been, right? They were coming out of being ruled by a monarchy. So yeah, maybe they weren't, um, maybe they were, maybe they were radical for their times. But when you take into account what they came out of, 
that's why they were radical. If you looked at it from today's point of view, you know, more than 200 years later, it's probably time for a bit of a change, right? It, it was time for a change then, probably time for a change now. Some things probably need to give. There's way too many people in this country for some guy who's 2,000 miles away from me to be telling me what to do. It just, that doesn't make any sense to me at all. There's really no reason for, there's really no reason for anybody to tell me what to do. I mean, I, I can get along with other people. If I really step out of line, I expect my neighbors are going to, or my family is going to put me back in place and we'll just go on and call it a day. Um, I'm not really sure where all of this, um, we need a leader to do this and we need a leader to lead us. I'm not really sure where all that comes from. Um, I interact with a lot of people and they want to talk about how uh, government is needed because it protects people's rights. All right, so been in discussion with someone about rights, and we're still working through that. Uh, I seem to have some pretty unique ideas on rights, but no matter how you look at it, government is supposedly government was supposedly created to protect my rights, but at the end of the day, the only entity that can infringe on my rights is government, right? Because if my neighbor comes and steals from me, I can go get my stuff back. Now, we might fight it out, and I may have to go get, you know, an, another neighbor to help me get it. Um, but once the neighbor knows I'm going to come back and get my stuff, then, you know, we're going to, he's probably going to change his tactics. It's probably not going to be stealing it anymore. Hey, just ask me. I'll let you borrow it. Now, I'm not going to let you sell it for drugs. Um, and I'm not going to give you any drug money, but grown people should be able to work out their problems. Um, somebody comes and, you know, beats me up or whatever. I can take care of that, right? I mean, that doesn't seem, that doesn't take some kind of magic voodoo spell to, uh, to take care of it. It can be taken care of. Government doesn't have to be involved. What do I do, though, if government comes to me, takes my house because... I didn't pay a fine when I let my grass grow up. I have no recourse whatsoever, except I lose my house. And there's, you know, that's just one example. There's plenty more. And in this conversation, in the conversations I've been having about rights, I like to bring up that, um, that rights... Uh, you know what? I'm not going to get into the rights thing right now. That would be too long of a topic. And and to be fair, I'm still kind of I'm still kind of tweaking my um, the way that I present my my beliefs on rights. And it's probably nothing like you've ever heard before. So um, look for that in a future in a future episode of Front Porch Anarchist. So I think I'm going to wrap it up. Be sure to look at the um, the decals that we're we're offering. You can find a link on Front Porch Anarchist on Facebook or on. That's right, MeWe. Um, you can find a link to the um, to the page where we sell these things, and that's Gray Uncommons. Right now, you can only find that on Facebook. 
we haven't um we haven't made a MeWe page or whatever they call that for that yet. So I'll just keep throwing these um I'll keep throwing the link out to um Gray Uncommons. And uh, anybody on MeWe who finds it will have to just link back to the Facebook page. So that's it for tonight, guys. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your um, your Independence Day tomorrow. Remember that freedom starts on your own front porch. And um, maybe don't let it die there. Maybe you, um, maybe you take it with you next time you leave your front porch. Good night. enjoyed this broadcast of the Front Porch Anarchast. Like and share our page or send us a message at Front Porch Anarchast on Facebook. No masters. Anarchy needs no masters. Front poor channel cast.